On Monday, November 13th, members of the State Commission empowered to give raises to New York's judges signed off on a plan that will boost wages for state Supreme Court judges by about 10 percent starting in April of 2024, when they would begin making a salary of about $232,600 a year. Other judges in the system, from New York's top court down to city judges, would also get a raise. The plan, which impacts about 1,300 judges and will likely include a 2% raise in 2026, is expected to be formally adopted before the end of the year. To discuss the plan, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Victor Kovner, a senior counsel to the Davis Wright Tremaine Law Firm and a member of the New York State Special Commission on Legislative, Judicial, and Executive Compensation. Welcome to the show, Victor. Delighted to join you, David. So starting with uh, state Supreme Court judges, how did the commission come to the decision that they should get uh, about a 10% raise, uh, setting their salaries at uh, $232,600 a year? Many factors. One of the goals of the creation of this so-called quadrennial commission was to bring state Supreme Court judges, justices in New York State to parity with uh, federal district court judges. Uh, the appellate judges earn a little more, and the lower court judges earn a little less. But parity with the federal district court judges was always a goal, and that number would bring the state Supreme Court judges to what the federal district court judges. Uh, this was a request of the Office of Court Administration. Uh, and Chief Administrative Judge Zayas uh, submitted that to us and testified uh, to us at our first hearing in support of it. It was also relevant that... Uh, the justices had received no raise when the quadru- no raise of any kind when the quadrennial commission last met in 2019, four years ago, and they had been kept at the prior at their earlier con- uh, levels of uh, compensation, and they fell behind. And this would restore that parity, which was, as I say, one of the original goals or among the among the factors to be considered when uh, the Quadrennial Commission was first created, I think, in about 2009, although it's been modified somewhat since. Well, why are federal district court judges a good benchmark for comparison for New York State Supreme Court justices? First, I would begin with the proposition that they are also underpaid. (laughs) But that's a national standard. Uh, Their compensation is ultimately set by the Congress. It does vary with a cost of living increases to a limited extent, uh, but they are the women and men who serve in the federal judiciary um, almost, in, not everyone, but o- overwhelmingly take an enormous salary cut uh, to serve in that com- position. It's a great honor, and uh, they seek it, of course, but they ought to be paid at an appropriate level, and that is a a relevant benchmark in our, our view, uh, in the commission's view, I know we, our view is that uh, the New York State judiciary is the premier state judiciary within the nation, and that our state Supreme Court judges, that is, judges of general who have general jurisdiction uh, prior to the appellate structure, ought to be treated at the same level that the federal district court judges who have plenary jurisdiction are treated under the federal system. Is there an expectation that these raises will impact the quality of the office holders uh, up and down the state's judicial system? Or is the main focus just on giving the current 
office holders a raise? We received a lot of testimony on this subject, and it is clear that very talented women and men who serve in the judiciary, some of them leave and some and others do not aspire to judicial service because of the constraints on compensation. And that's particularly true if one is to seek uh, diversity within the judiciary, which is a positive goal as far as we're concerned. And I know the the state is concerned, so that we want to attract and retain the best qualified people to serve in these sensitive, critical positions which defend our our basic liberties. Uh, and in order to do so, they ought to be fairly and reasonably compensated. They are not lavishly compensated. They're able to live essentially a middle-class life and uh, and meet their obligations. Uh, and indeed, uh, many have a struggle, struggle to do so, even given the level of raises that have been proposed here. Well, before we move on, let me reintroduce you for listeners uh, just joining us. Uh, this is the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Victor Kovner, a member of the New York State Special Commission on Legislative, Judicial, and Executive Compensation, which is recommending increased salaries for about 1,300 judges in New York. So you raised this idea of some judges struggling to make a living, and while $232,600, or the current rate of $210,900 for a state Supreme Court judge, is by no means rich in New York City, it's um, definitely enough to make a living. But outside of New York City, outside of the suburbs, and in upstate New York, that is a pretty healthy income. In some cases, it's four or five times the median salary for a family. So was there any consideration to a geographical differentiation in pay? It was raised, but no one seriously pursued that. I think it's important that there be equity throughout the state, and and no one will be underpaid, overpaid under these circumstances, even though cost of living do vary. I, I said at one of the hearings, uh, you may have noted it, that I had a list of 75 large law firms in New York State, largely based in the city, but many with offices around the state. That's tens of thousands of lawyers. These are firms with 100, 200, several hundred lawyers. And they all have what is called the going rate. That is the salary to be offered to recent law graduates who have been recruited from the law schools of the nation. And plainly, they're recruiting the more outstanding people. And the going rate today is 215000 for someone coming out of law school, largely in their mid or maybe even early 20s. And that is higher than the $210,000 that the state Supreme Court judges are paid today and will be paid until I trust April of 24 when the raise will take effect. So we have a a structure which pays people upon which we depend for most critical services. And nowadays, whose lives and families even are occasionally threatened, and we pay them less than lar- than the largest group of law firms pay their starting lawyers. That is a deeply troublesome. I said shocking and offensive 
in my remarks during the course of the commission uh, system, and uh, we've redressed that in significant part by the action that has been taken. Well, it seems like the case you just made about the high starting salaries for attorneys in New York City seems to make the case for a geographical differentiation because those same starting salaries are not the norm in upstate New York. So if there was geographical differentiation, you could pay state Supreme Court judges even more than the increase you're proposing, and you could still offer an upstate salary that is higher than what most attorneys in the region makes. So why wasn't that more seriously considered? Well, I don't want to say it wasn't seriously considered. It was considered and rejected. But don't presume that those 75 law firms all are only lawyers in the city of New York. Those those firms have offices throughout many of the uh, throughout much of the state, including the larger cities. And there are firms that pay the same starting salary regardless of location. There, there okay. are some ex- exceptions to that. The other thing is that state officials, the state legislature, senior officials of government are paid the same uh, regardless of in what, what city in which they happen to reside. And I don't think this commission would, uh, you know, strike out and uh, on a new, unprecedented brand uh, a system in this state and and calibrate uh, salaries by location. It, it would be a administrative nightmare, among other things. Well, we do set different minimum wages based on geography, but you raise the issue of state lawmakers, and all state lawmakers represent about the same constituents, so there's an argument made that they all do about the same amount of work. But when we look at the state Supreme Court system, it's been reported that uh, some state Supreme Court judges in upstate are handling less cases, uh, overseeing less trials than some of their peers uh, in the downstate area. So is there an argument to be made that the amount of work should have been factored into the wages? I am unaware of, of evidence that, that uh, state Supreme Court judges throughout the state are, are, uh, have are underworked, have insufficient calendars. I do know that in certain sections of the state, the Supreme Court judges are overworked and have enormous calendars. But that's a matter that has to be addressed by the legislature in creating new judgeships where they are needed. And when the legislature does create new judges, judgeships, which they do from time to time, they take into consideration, I don't not always adequately in my view, but they take into consideration the needs of the particular regions of the state. But that doesn't, uh, that doesn't uh, call for a, uh, a calibrated salary system by region. That would be a mistake in my view, and I believe the commission's view. Well, finally, there was a lot of focus, and I even seemed like some changing opinions about housing court judges. Can you talk a little bit about what, if anything, you learned about housing court judges uh, through this process? Yes. When I started this process, and I had some background in this and have advocated for the help write the Quadrennial Commission bill in the first instance, I presumed, I never thought we would change the, the percentages, that is the degree in which the higher courts above state Supreme Court would get somewhat more money and the lower courts would get somewhat less compensation. And I thought we would just leave it alone. But the testimony we received about the housing court in particular, and this applies to upstate uh, city court judges as well, is that 
who under the present system received 90% of what what a state Supreme Court judge receives. And while other lower court judges received 93%, the pressures on the housing court in particular are enormous. And uh, and all of the commission found the testimony did warrant a modification in that. And we, we, and we proposed listing the housing court judges and the upstate city court judges from 90% of what a Supreme Court judge makes to 93%. It's a modest change, but it's one that I believe is uh, warranted, uh, greatly warranted. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Victor Kovner. He's a senior counsel to the Davis Wright Tremaine Law Firm and a member of the New York State Special Commission on Legislative, Judicial, and Executive Compensation. Victor, thank you so much for your time and for your service on the commission. Uh, Thank you, and thank you, David, for this opportunity. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information. Join us again for Capitol Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.